Hi friends, welcome back to Live at the Roxy for day 317 of our quarantine edition. It is January 26th, it is a Tuesday, and it feels like a winter-ass fucking morning here in Los Angeles. I don't know uh, what the vibe is where you are, but it is chilly here. I have my candles lit. I've got my goosebumps on. It's a weird way to phrase that. It's been raining here in LA and uh, it's going to start raining again soon. So there's a lot of, I guess the sky is crying for Kobe Bryant. We're going to be talking about Kobe today. I cannot believe it has been one year since the passing of Kobe Bryant and Gigi and everybody else who was on that airplane. Um, it feels like that was legitimately yesterday, but that was in a time before quarantine, not in a time before we knew about the well before we knew about the the virus but not in the time before other people knew about the virus our government um but that's a it was a different time and that was a full year ago um just really really unbelievable that what has happened in the last year it feels like that was the start of 2020. I know it was a month in almost to 2020, but it feels like that was the start of the bad luck that was 2020. Um, and it's just seemingly has continued. There have been some amazing things that have taken place as well, but I do want to talk about Kobe Bryant today on the show. He deserves to be remembered, and we are going to talk about him as the one year. There's a few other things I want to make sure that we get to, plus questions, comments, concerns, anything you guys want to talk about in the Streamlabs. Keep it in mind, those have been super fucking light recently, and I have a move coming up. No, that doesn't mean I've found the place. Yes, that means I still need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> She's trying. She's trying, team. What else are we talking about today, you ask? Well, funny that you ask. Uh, Black Widow has an official runtime, so we can break that down. I'm learning a ton of lessons from The Bachelor. A ton. And I gotta, I gotta explain them to you guys because, I mean, outing somebody for being an escort, nope, not here for it. What am I talking about? Don't worry, I will explain. And then FKA Twigs gave a lot of details about the Shia LaBeouf abuse. That was really heartbreaking and, and hard to read, but I told you guys I would update you on that story when I had an update, and we do have an update. So all that, plus again, whatever it is you guys want to talk about, Super Chat, Streamlabs, our first super chat of the day coming from Andrew Thomas, who says, Hey, beautiful Roxy. Last year I was an NFL pro. I was at NFL pro bowl in Florida when I heard the news of Kobe Bryant's death. Wow. Yeah. Um, what a weird day that was everybody waking, you know, with that being there the whole day and, and just like breaking that down and trying to actually grasp what went down and people not believing it to be true. when we heard it thinking it was some like bad fucking onion article or something but, but I think a lot of people remember where they were because it was just such a true true shock let's go over to the stream labs let's see what you guys are talking about over there before we get to this Kobe Bryant story or maybe you guys are talking about the Kobe Bryant story in there I guess it's not even really a story 
nothing new has taken place. It's just been a year. So that is what it is. Um, in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Nothing came in today, but a couple of things from last night after we ended the stream. Lloyd Nance at 9.32 p.m. just said, hey, Roxy, showing love. Thank you. I appreciate that, Lloyd. I'll always take the love that you have to show and give. Katie the Goodwitch at 10.26 p.m. says, I'm depressed this week. Nothing in particular, just feeling lonely and exhausted. I know it's just the COVID blues, but woof, I feel you. I feel you. Um, this time feels impossible for a lot of reasons and for a lot of people. And it it's even when you know it is because that we're in isolation and the COVID blues and whatever, it doesn't make it feel any less painful. So it's good to know those things because then you know it will pass. But it doesn't make it fucking hurt any less. It doesn't make it hurt any fucking less. So I'm sorry that you're in pain and we're here for you. And we appreciate you. And um, we're rooting for you and that 1% more happiness every day that we strive for. Shout out to everybody who's joining me live right now. John Bainbridge, Morse code Z, John get bent, Travis Gilbert, MK songbird, G Smith, Zeno hour, Ryan Payne, Matt Munoz, Brittany Parker, Bruce Banner, and Mark, Jason Ali, Legoland, Mohammed Belsine, Jay Jadot, Thunder God Cairo, Marisu, Jeff Assassin, Mason Allen, Andrew Thomas, Spidey Sensei, Brittany Parker, Juan Mendez, Rob Fishbeck, Redford Reddington, um, Star Gonzalez, to all my people in here. Thank you so much for joining me on what did I say it was 317. She's losing it. Curtis Mason, Gavin. Manny, all you guys, I really appreciate you being here. We do have a lot to talk about, though. So as um, you know, they say, let's dive right in. This is a new, this is a voice that I should do on SEN. I was doing some voices there today, and I don't think I impressed many people, but this is kind of like a more of an Arthur He's more of an Arthur kind of character. What's the name of the guy in Arthur who isn't Arthur, but he kind of talks like this? You know who I'm talking about. But I cannot do Mickey Mouse. To save my life, apparently. Hoo-hoo! <laughs> it's just really, really bad. Thanks, Jake Yakovetta, my amazing mod, for putting in that Patreon link. And thank you to Matthew Gold, my amazing mod, for putting in that Streamlabs link. Double team it. That's what I like to see. Going back into the Streamlabs, speaking of which, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer, the man for 20. You are the man, says. I remember exactly where I was when the Kobe news broke. I was at the weed shop in the complete shop and in complete shock. When I told the woman behind the counter what happened, her response was, hard to feel bad for a rapist. Rox, do you think that's a valid reaction? I think about this a lot. I think about this a lot because um, a lot of people took to social media and immediately started saying that. Um, you know, and in the same way as when like, Trump's brother died and people were like, serves you right, Trump. I think that even, I did grow up with parents who told me, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. It doesn't mean don't be honest and upfront and blunt, but like, 
even if people out there believe he is a rapist, which is people's prerogative to believe after the accusation, even if they do believe that, do I think that that's the right response or the right way to respond to anybody dying? I I don't think so. I would like to think that we're better than that as a society to when somebody dies, throw that out there. No matter how much you dislike them or what you believe them to have done on this planet, they have a family. And it wasn't just him. It was also kids. So I, I, who am I to say what is a valid response and what's not? It's not it's certainly not how I would respond. And it's not how, and it, I don't think it's the right or respectful way to respond. That being said, um, I do think that his legacy was, of course, tarnished by those accusations. And what's really hard is that we don't know, at the end of the day, what happened. Um, and we talk about this on the show all the time about, um, we talk about this all the time, but this is, he was accused by one person of raping her in, in a hotel room and she, you know, she filed a police report and, and whatnot. Um, and he said that the sex was consensual and denied the allegations and was not, um, you know, this was not proven in court. So it is, it's challenging when we really don't know the whole situation. I'm sure for that woman that this is probably a nightmare. And I think about her and I think about if, um, your, you know, if, if whoever it is that did something to you, whatever it is that you are saying they did is the most famous person on the planet who's getting all of the love and praise in the world and, and the whole world is mourning for him. That's probably very hard. I think that it would be very different if he had been convicted. And if um, we were talking about a convicted rapist, then the the response of the person at the store would be a little more understanding. But I think that when we talk about the plane crash, it's more than just about Kobe as well. Like I said, it's also about Gigi and, um, you know, um, the pilot and the, what was it? Six other people who were on the plane. No, more than that, I think. A dozen people, was it? I have to go back to the story, honestly. 13 die in helicopter crash. No, no. No, Gigi was 13. So let's see. Um, okay. Gigi. Um, parents. Uh, the couple are also parents to Natalia. I don't know. She, uh, I, I don't honestly even remember how many people it was. And that's probably not right. And hopefully you guys will let me know so that we can give them their respect in there because everybody's life matters. And those families are mourning too. And those families lost people too. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
Proud Libtard said Kobe didn't win the case. They made a financial settlement. That's not a win. Did I call it a win? I think it is a get your facts straight. So the Proud Libtard. Okay, Proud Libtard, if you're looking for a fight today, honey, bark up another tree. It's, uh, I'm not in the mood for you. We're, we're talking about somebody who died and a child that died. And I, if I called it a win, I think that everybody fucking lost in that situation. Um, all I said was that he wasn't convicted, which he wasn't. Nine died in the crash. Nine. Wow. It's horrible. Um, it's, that's really bad. And I remember thinking it wasn't real and thinking that this was not, that this was one of the biggest saddest deaths of my lifetime just because of what a legend he was and how invincible he was and how young he was. But I will say I was listening to a lot of coverage this morning and people who were close to him and, and sports analysts and fellow players and whatnot. And it was kind of, it was kind of comforting to hear a lot of people talk about how they felt like he had done what he was put on this planet to do and how accomplished he felt and how, of course he was not ready to go, but he was, um, he had done so much more than many people do in a lifetime, which is why Gigi is such a sad part of this story because now we've left a family trying to grieve and mourn the loss of their father and their sister and daughter and all of that stuff. And it's just horrible. And for, if he was a flawed person and if he did things that he should not have done, that make I'm not excusing anything because again, I don't know what happened, but he was also a father and a husband and uh, a hero to so many and a staple in his community and a success story that so many people needed. And he did do a lot of good. And that's, really fucking sad, really sad. And one full year has passed and that feels like the blink of an eye, but it also feels like he's been gone for a really, really long time. Oh yeah. And so I don't, I don't find it respectful during this time to bring things like that up, but I do understand the question. And I appreciate the stream labs, which is where this all came from. Uh, so thank you to the man. Appreciate you. Jake Yacovetta in the stream lab says, I was with PLD and Billy Belford and the action at the action house in Brooklyn. When the news broke, Haskell let us know the, the live chat we were in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm curious from the rest of you guys, where were you guys? I mean, now sidetracking from that for a second, I see Chris Burke in here says, Hey, it's Avery. Our favorite father-daughter duo. I told my dad he took care of it. The cops at the school talked to the kids and they didn't even look at me or talk to me today. No more bullying me. Plus my dad just signed me up for MMA. Oh, that's so great. I think MMA will be awesome for you and will only help with your acting career as well because it gives you a special skill. So I think that's really smart. And it's always good to be able to defend yourself. And also I'm glad that they're not bullying for you, you anymore. I'm glad that your dad took it seriously and... It's interesting that they brought the cops in. I think that um, I'm glad everybody's taking it as seriously as they possibly can. So Avery, thank you for letting us know. And we're glad that 
you listened to us and took the steps that you needed to ensure your safety and other people's safety as well. So good on you. Absolutely good on you. Does anybody, can anybody give me the names of every person that was killed in this, in the flight? Does anybody know? Sad. It's sad that one of my biggest fears is, is dying in a crash in which nobody remembers my name. I don't know if any of the other of you who are on your journey feel like that, but it's always sad to think about. Uh, Nathan Edgar says, finally able to catch a live stream. Thanks for all you do. Creating a, a sacred, uh, no, a share. It's not sacred. A shared space for strangers to connect in a positive way, such as this Kobe situation is unique. So much appreciated. Uh, I got you, Nathan. Thank you so much. Jay Jadot says, Naive me a year ago today thought what happened to Kobe was going to be the worst thing that happened that year. I know. I think a lot of people thought that. I wonder how Kobe would have handled the BLM protests. I wonder how. That would have been interesting to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of you guys, too, are saying that without looking at it, you don't know their names either. Well, I would be very, it's fine for you guys to look at it. We should just reference them on this show just so that we can remember and pay our respects. I'm big on paying paying respects, especially to people who should still be here. Bruce Banner says, just sad for the younger kids that died. Just sad, I know. Okay, thank you to Rob Fishbeck. We'll share this for a little John Altobelli, Carrie Altobelli, Alyssa Altobelli, Christina Mauser, Peyton Chester, Sarah Chester, and Ara Zobayan, who um, I believe is the pilot. May they all rest in peace, in addition to Kobe and Gigi, who we're thinking about and appreciate for all the incredible things they did for people while they were on this planet. And um, to Vanessa, who... I'm sure is in more pain than any, a lot of us can even imagine thinking about her and her children today. Oh, anniversaries are hard. I, I've talked to you guys about this many times before, how the anniversary of my mom's passing is always the hardest day because it's just the anniversary of the worst day of your life. And I'm sure for today, the first one, it's the anniversary of the worst day of Vanessa Bryant's life. And there's no other way to really put that so thank you guys for remembering him with me today. We are going to move on, but if any of you guys have any more things to say about Kobe and how he affected you and the life he lived and anything that you would like to speak about, please feel free in the Streamlabs and the Super Chat. However it is you want to share, we want to hear it. All right, let's talk about, uh, you know, we go like this on the show. Up, down, high, low, everywhere in between. Let's talk a little bit about some nerd stuff. Maybe that will get us in the in a more smiling mood. In the world of nerd, Black Widow announced their official runtime. Christian on SEN says he doesn't give a shit about this kind of stuff. And honestly, I don't usually either. But I will say, when they announced that the runtime of Black Widow is gonna be two hours and 13 minutes, I don't know why it just felt right to me. I was like, yeah, it is. Uh, two hours and 13 minutes sounds, yup. That sounds good to me. Why does two hour and 13 minutes sound so good? I have no fucking clue. A little more than two hours. So I'm like, okay, there's gotta be a lot of meat to this story. And they're really gonna, they're gonna put a lot in there. We're gonna learn a lot. We're gonna, it's gonna be action. And then 
anything more than two and a half, I would have been like, oh no. But that 213 right before 215, I don't know why. I just saw it and was like, wow, they did this. This is a perfect length movie for Black Widow. So yeah, I was excited about that. And honestly, I don't usually get excited for this kind of shit. So maybe it's just been an off week. Maybe it's just been a strange time. But I saw that and was like, yup. That's what I'm talking about, Black Widow 213. This is what we need. Whenever I see you, which might not be for another year, or it could be on Disney Plus in a couple months. We don't know. Two hours and 13 minutes. That's what's up. That's the time I wanted you to announce. If you had asked me, how long do you want this movie to be? I would really thought about it. I would have said 213. I want it to be 213. Again, don't know why I would have thought that, but that is just how I feel. How do you guys feel about this runtime? Let me know. Thunder God says it's basically the average runtime of most Marvel movies. Maybe that's why, but I don't know. Avi says, that's fine. <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. It strikes me as so like, wow, this movie's going to be great now. Now I know that this movie is going to be legit. Now I know. Simply Emily asking, have they removed the release date yet? No. Talking about now putting on Disney Plus. They're talking about all the different things. So we'll see what they end up doing. But what we do know is how long it will be. Bruce Banner says, I'm okay with it. Yeah. This is good. This is good news. I will take whatever good news there is. We don't have to stick on that for too long. Let me know what you guys are thinking. Streamlabs.com slash Oxy Stryer. And right here in the super chat. Let's get those in. We are motherfucking light this month. It's a lot month. Uh, before we move forward, Brett Hankinson, Miles Cosgrove, Jonathan Mattingly, Arrest the Cops, who killed Breonna Taylor, all three of them for killing Breonna Taylor. As I mentioned, Kobe, how he would feel about the BLM protests. I'm reminded that we have to continue to say, not just say their names, um, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, but we also have to remember the names so that they cannot live in anonymity because these cops are still fucking out there walking the streets. So Brett, Miles, and Jonathan, we know who you are. We know what you did. And we're going to keep talking about it until there's a change. Because that's the only way that we're going to get a change is by keeping it alive and continuing to discuss it. So we're going to do that here on this show. And I hope people do that in their homes and to their friends and all over the place. All right, going back into the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Nathan, Egg Nathan Egger says, unrelated to what you're talking about. That's fine. Like I said, roller coaster. But wanted to share with you that your word of de-escalate for the year actually stuck with me this weekend. I used it with my boyfriend, which, he, uh, which helped the situation. So thank you for helping my relationship. You're welcome, Nathan. Happy to. I think it is the best word. Because who saw my friends? We got to de-escalate all the things. Whew. And it's just like a, hmm, do it with me now. Uh, just take that breath and take that step back and just de-escalate the motherfucking situation. I feel better already. Thanks for de-escalating with me, guys. Moving forward. More things to talk about as we talk about de-escalating. Might as well talk about The Bachelor. Yeah. I was going to make The Bachelor the thumbnail today. Although that felt disrespectful to Kobe and Gigi, so I didn't. But 
I was gonna make it the thumbnail today because this is the what I'm most this is the thing I'm so passionate about right now. I don't know what it is. You guys know throughout quarantine, I have just been hooked on Bachelor, like hooked on phonics, but hooked on Bachelor. And if you're not watching, it doesn't, it couldn't matter fucking less for this conversation because this, what actually happened does not mean that much. But a few different things have taken place on the show that I want to point out that have made me like assess my life, (laughs) which is so crazy. Oh my God, this show is so crazy. So there's a group of girls on there this year who are like kind of extremely fucking bitchy and judgy and catty and like rude to other women and i get it it's a weird situation you're all dating one this one same guy so i get these women being bitchy but like at the end of the day as much of a straight talker as i am and you guys know whatever i say behind your back i'll say right to your face i'm just like a straight shooter and i'm a shit talker and i'm whatever i'm not mean and watching women be mean to each other is so fucking painful it it's gross and I hate watching it. And it's so, it's so frustrating to watch these women like dump on these other women. So what happened last night was that one of the women, so they're three weeks into the show and one, so, and three new women or like five new women or whatever just entered the house. I guess that doesn't usually happen. I don't watch enough to know, but they're new to the show. And so one of those women that's new they're calling on like the OGs or the ones who are already there. And then there's the newbies. And one of the women who's new, one of the OGs, I apparently knew her from home, never met her, but like had known of her. And she told all the other women that that woman coming in was an escort, which I have so many feelings about. Number one, this woman who is part of the OGs, she's just like this blonde girl, we'll call her Blondie. Blondie is kind of a bitch herself like she shits on other people and then she kind of like maniacally laughs about it afterwards and you can tell that a hundred percent the bachelor doesn't like her that much and there's no way matt james is going to end up with blondie but blondie's like just thinks that she deserves all the time and whatever and so she and to not be sure about something the blondie's like before this girl came onto the show i got some messages i was warned about her like careful and people are like oh what were you warned about and they were like everybody said she's an escort let's just talk about that for a second like first of all so the fuck what if she's an escort some people are escorts second of all you are in national television if you're right you just outed her for being an escort which completely blows her job opportunities coming back as i know several escorts And when you are an escort, people knowing you're an escort is a problem. So if she is an escort, you totally fucked her. And if she's not an escort, then you just told the world and all of her potential employers and all of her family that she is an escort. And while that's something I don't believe she should have shame about, some people do. And it's not your fucking place. You don't even know this girl. You didn't even talk to her first. You didn't even ask her. And on national television, you're telling everybody she's an escort. Like, what? Go fuck yourself. Blondie, you're the bitch. And Blondie's on TV thinking she's like the righteous one. And like, oh, this girl's an escort. And Blondie, actually, she might be an escort, but you're a cunt. 
You're mean. You're mean, catty, bitchy girl. And I'm not here for it. And this escort or non-escort, it again, it really doesn't matter. Why would you do that? Do you think that's going to give you a better chance at getting with The Bachelor? He doesn't like you, honey. He doesn't even like you. Go on the show and get your fame and maybe go on Bachelor in Paradise and find yourself a man or whatever. But like, do it without trying to destroy somebody else's life who I don't even think is an escort. Because when finally she's confronted about it, she's like, what? She was like, I can't even believe I'm having to say this, but no, I'm not an escort. And who did you say that to? And Blondie's like, everyone. And that's on me, my bad. Like, no shit, that's on you. Who the fuck else would that be on? What? You obviously, Blondie, you obviously thought that she should be ashamed of being an escort if she is, because you obviously passed judgment on that. And so that's why you wanted to out her. And you didn't even speak to her about it. Because you're mean. You're bitchy mean. You're bitchy mean girl. So I definitely didn't like that. And then the other week, I, I want to talk about another situation that took place in The Bachelor. Because I'm telling you guys, there's mad lessons from The Bachelor. And I know that you guys don't watch, but it doesn't matter for the Roxy Lesson Bachelor Corner. And send send bunnies if you're cool with me telling another Bachelor story and send hearts if you want me to shut the fuck up about Bachelor and move on. Bunnies if we're good with more Bachelor story. Hearts if you want me to shut the fuck up and move on. I'll take my cues from you guys because, yes, we are live at the Roxy, but you guys are my people. So I only really give a fuck what you guys are thinking about. Um, as you guys are submitting in, those hearts are bunnies. Don't forget streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. I'll take a couple of streamlabs and then maybe I'll get back to the bachelor depending on what you guys are talking about. Paul through JP says this season of the bachelor has, in my opinion, it's about bachelor been pretty weak. Respectfully. This dude is a, is a mook. What's a mook. Plus he has let uh, so many baddies go. It blows my mind. So knowing that queen Victoria is only there for drama slash rating and annoying is, is annoying and artificial. I feel you on that. I can break that situation down as well. Bojax in the Streamlabs says, I was thinking the other day about how you don't celebrate Christmas. Is that specifically because you're Jewish? Does it have anything to do with religion? Because Christmas doesn't feel like a religious holiday anymore. It seems like commercial and for all. Yeah, no, Bojax, I don't celebrate Christmas because I'm not Christian. So why would I celebrate Christmas? I don't mean to laugh. It's a fine question. Um, but... Yeah, the reason I don't celebrate Christmas is because I'm a Jew. So I celebrate Hanukkah because Christmas is a Christian thing. But thank you. Bojax also says, oh, yeah, Roxy forgot to say hi, Roxy. Also, watch One Night in Miami and jump back on Better Call Saul. I know I need to do both those things. Thank you. I will. Absolutely. All right, let's see what you guys said in here. A lot of bunnies. Okay, you guys are cool about me talking more about Bachelor, so I will. And then, and then I'll let it be for now. But... Get in your Streamlabs. Thank you, Jake, for throwing this in. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Um, PLD, wait, you're Jewish. I don't ever talk about it. Really try to hide it a lot. You know. Uh, all right. So here's the other thing that fucking annoyed me about The Bachelor this season. So there's this one girl. Her name's Sarah. Is that right? I think her name was Sarah. If anybody watches Bachelor, let me know. Is Sarah the girl that went home? So there's one girl, I think her name's Sarah. If it's not Sarah, 
then excuse me, but we're going to call her Sarah. And I actually hear some very not nice things about Sarah. So this isn't specifically about Sarah, but I, yeah, I hear some like, I know people who know her and I hear that Sarah is kind of an actual bitch. So it, whatever, it's not about, it's not about that part of it, but I'll tell you guys, Sarah received a lot of hate um, and I was kind of frustrated about it. So Sarah was a girl who went on The Bachelor and her dad has ALS, um, Lou Gehrig's disease, which for those of you guys who don't know, um, I'm, I actually have known a couple of people in life who had Lou Gehrig's disease. This disease is like one of the fucking worst. Anybody who knows anybody who had Lou Gehrig's disease, it fucking sucks. I used to play this really inappropriate game with my family. What's worse, brain cancer or blank? Because my mom had brain cancer and brain cancer is one of the worst diseases on the planet. Um, and so we would play that. And one of the only ones that ever would tie with brain cancer was Lou Gehrig's disease because it's just a fucking bitch. And anybody out there who has family members with Lou Gehrig's or has Lou Gehrig's themselves or is fighting, keep up the fight. And there's so much technology and medication and stuff that is advancing and you never fucking know what can happen. I'm just saying that I, I don't wish that on my worst enemy. It is a nightmare of a fucking disease. So Anyway, Sarah's dad has Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, and Sarah said that she was her the primary caretaker for her dad, but um, and her dad is very, very sick. And so Sarah came onto the show because you know she talked it over with her dad or whatever, and she decided she really wanted to try to find love and whatnot. Um, and then Sarah ended up. The girls didn't like her for a few different reasons. They were kind of really bitchy to her as well. This like mob mentality of these women sucks. And Sarah ended up talking to The Bachelor after they had had a one-on-one -on -one and they had totally bonded. And Sarah's like, I'm sorry, Matt, I have to go home. My heart just isn't here because I need to go be with my dad. And she was like, he doesn't have months or years left to live. He probably has weeks. And so Sarah left. And the internet fucking hated Sarah and like went in on her and um was like why would she fucking go on the show in the first place when her dad is that sick that's so selfish and how could she leave him and all this stuff and I have to say I was like fucking torn up about this because I will I think Sarah was like 24 years old you know she's young and here's what I will say I would me at 29 maybe make that decision? Probably not. However, unless you have been in that situation, you don't fucking know. And it kind of like sent me on a little bit of a spiral. And I ended up calling my brother. Because as you guys know, when my mom was really sick, I left. And I have a lot of fucking guilt about that. And if anybody asks me what they, I think they should do, then I certainly would, leave, would not tell them what to do, but I would inform them of the kind of guilt that lives with you for the rest of your life if you don't end up staying with somebody who is very ill. Um, and I can talk more about that at a different time. But what I will say is that she decided to leave and go be with him. And the fucking internet was so cruel. And the girls in the house were so fucking cruel about it that I wanted to punch everybody in the fucking face. Because... Whether or not she made the right decision, I don't know. And honestly, you guys know I don't even really believe in God, but that's God's to judge. 
or the universe is to judge or karma is to judge or whatever you believe in. It's not ours to sit here and say that that's not what she should have done because we don't even know what her dad would have wanted her to do or what would have made her him happy or the kind of situation she left him in or set him up in or whatever. So I, I legit have had like tons and tons of realizations watching this show. This has been like a mind blowing season for me, even though I'm not saying it's the best season because I don't watch the show. So I don't know if this is an entertaining season or not, but like I'm having these like moral dilemma and life crisis events take place as I'm watching this show and I'm feeling things and learning things about myself. You know, and there I am at two in the morning calling my brother asking him if he thinks I made the wrong decision for what I did and like fucking fighting back tears as I'm thinking about my life and reading tweets on the internet about how, what a selfish bitch she is. And like, I just wanted to remind everybody, I was going to talk about this last week, but um, I just want to remind everybody that at the end of the day, you have to be able to look in the mirror. And so no matter what choices you're making in life, you have to live with them. And sometimes that is the biggest curse and sometimes that's the biggest blessing. So when we pile onto people, it doesn't make much sense because they already have to live with themselves. No matter what they decided, no matter what they chose, no matter, no matter what it is, people were pissed at her for coming on the show because he was sick. And then people were pissed at her for leaving because she took up a spot from somebody else and, and whatever. People are always going to be mad at you for whatever you do, or people are always going to disagree with you. And if you're in any kind of public eye position or you have family or friends or whatever, just remember that we all have to live with ourselves and we all have to live with every single decision we've ever made in life. Every choice we've ever made, we have to live with that we get to live with, you know, the privilege is continuing to live. So every glass of wine I drink, I have to live with every cookie I eat. I have to live with. Every minute I did not spend with my mom, I have to live with. Every drunk bar fight I got into, I have to live with. Every job that I take, I have to live with. Every word that I say to a friend, I have to live with. And so just a reminder to each one of you guys that when you're making choices, remember that you have to live with it. And when you're watching other people make choices, remember that they're living with theirs too. A little bit of an early Roxy's advice corner, but that is what Bachelor fucking does to me. All right, uh, that will be the last of my Bachelor talk for today, unless there's any Streamlabs or Super Chats about it, but thank you guys for letting me vent a little bit. Morse Code Z says, we can enjoy the Christmas holiday season without celebrating the holiday. Yeah, but I don't, I like, I don't, guys, I don't need to celebrate Christmas. I'm not Christian, and I don't need to celebrate the event or any part of it. I don't feel the need, I... Like Hanukkah, I can celebrate whatever I want. But thank you for inviting me to the party. <laughs> Austin Kramer with that good, good support. Really appreciate that because, did I mention, we are fucking light. Fucking light. Thank you guys so much, though. Let's go back into the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer and see what is going on in here. Leonard Kim says... Hey, Roxy, I hope your day is going well. You should check out Bachelor in Paradise. It's utter chaos on that show. Katie is a queen, and I'm rooting for her to be the next Bachelorette. Also, the new trailer for Raya, or Raya and the Last Dragon looked awesome. I still haven't watched it yet, but it is crazy that that's going to cost so much money on Disney+. Plus. I do hear it looks awesome, though, so I definitely should check it out. I agree. Katie's amazing. Katie came onto The Bachelor 
and her first entrance was with a vibrator and it was fucking funny and awesome. And now she's the only one standing up for these women. There's like a bunch of bullies in the house and she's protecting all these women and she's incredible. And I love her. And I love Katie. I fucking love Katie. She's not a mean girl. She's a nice girl. She stands her ground. And yes, I'm here for her. Nathan Edgar in the stream lab says, catching up on yesterday's episode, nice Joe Bros reference. Oh, Jonas Brothers reference, year 3000, woof. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate that. How are you catching up on yesterday's episode while you're watching this one today? Did you tune out for the Bachelor Talk? Let me know. Uh, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Get it in, homies, as we are going to get out of here in a little bit. Bo Jackson in the house says, to clarify, and this is a legitimate question to all, do most people celebrate the Christian aspect anymore when it comes to Christmas? I have friends that celebrate Christmas that are atheists and still celebrate Christmas. Well, it's not because they might be atheists, but they were probably born Christian. Usually if you're born Jewish or you're born Muslim, you, you're not celebrating Christmas. Like I, I'm not very religious. So when I celebrate Hanukkah, it's not necessarily about God, but it's about my heritage and my people. Um, and, and I get this legitimate question. I don't want to jump on anybody, but why is everybody trying to convince me to celebrate Christmas? Can you guys just be okay with me being Jewish? Why do I have to assimilate and be somebody who celebrates Christmas when I'm clearly sitting here and telling you guys, I don't want to do that. I love being Jewish. And I love celebrating my holidays. And I don't want to or need to jump on your holidays because I don't relate. I can't connect. I'm not Christian. I don't need Christmas. And the only reason I'm saying it like this is because it's like the 20 millionth time in my life that somebody has tried to convince me to celebrate Christmas. And I just don't understand why everybody is trying to get me like to convert to a Christmas celebrator. I don't want to. So... No, thank you. No, thank you. That's my little rant there. She's going off on all the rants today because sometimes you got to rant today. Yeah, yeah. All right. Some more things before we get out of here and then we got to go. We have a big World Girls meeting that is taking place today where we are talking about how the fuck we can make some money because we are putting in so many hours and we are all getting broke as a joke it is fucked up so yeah we got a big big meeting today to try to figure out all of our shit wish us luck in that send us any questions comments concerns that you guys have on that as well but all right going back into the stream labs and then we will talk about the fk twig situation nathan edgar says two tabs at once with captions oh my god that is gangster wow Get it done. I wonder how captions work for me. Can captions understand me when I go like this? If I talk like this, can the captions even understand what I'm saying? Or do they lit read at all? Steph always tells me that it's so crazy how much I can talk like a ventriloquist when I see my mouth like this. I never realized it was a skill of mine, but now I actually do know. So here she is just living her best life, looking so cute, feeling so fresh. You know what? Morse code Z says, sorry, I meant as a Jew, I enjoy Christmas music and movies and the spirit of American holiday. You are so allowed to do that. Everybody's allowed to make their own choices. So I just don't know why people keep trying to convince me of something. Redford Reddington says, stop telling Roxy to celebrate Christmas. I know. I know. Uh, all right. Curtis Mason says, you should check out the song Jewish Flow by Lil Dicky. Always puts me in a good mood. I love Lil Dicky. I am obsessed with Dave. I think it's one of the best shows out there. And thank goodness I started watching it finally. 
I was way behind. Um, John says ventriloquist skills on point. Thank you. I really, really try. Um, well, I don't really, really try, but I try a little bit. Okay, I try so much. Going back into the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Nathan says, no one should force you to do what you don't want to. So ignore the haters. Hashtag live your life. Yeah, I don't even think you guys are haters. But realize when you're talking to a Jew and you're trying to convince her so hard to celebrate Christmas or like, why don't you? And asking so much, it, it's a little off-putting. And like, you want me to change and I don't want to. Not in that area. You guys know how proud I am to be a Jew. And you know how much anti-Semitism I've received this year. And so trying to get me to be less, trying to get me to celebrate Christmas is trying to get me to be less Jewish. Cutter Hale in the stream lab says, sup Roxy, it's been a while. Welcome back Cutter. Uh, super excited for the draft Friday. Also, have you seen the little things? I'm, no, I haven't yet. I'm seeing it Saturday. I'm super excited for it. Also, how do you feel about these big movies being delayed again? Obviously, I don't feel great, but I understand why. And I'm just excited for a year from now when we don't have to deal with any of this fucking shit. Because fuck this shit. Um, and the draft, I'm excited too. It's causing me not to sleep. Actually, I just don't sleep in general. I literally have not been sleeping recently, like at all. Bojax in the house says, sorry if it sounds like I'm asking you to celebrate Christmas. That's not my intention. I only thought about it because of the World Girl episode and how you were doing more stuff last year for Christmas. Bojack is fine. I'm not I'm not pointing it at you. I'm just saying in general, I get these questions all the time. Jake Yakovetta in the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. What up, Jake? Jake with that huge support. Thank you, Jake. Says, if the world girls need to make money, I'm more than happy to send the fuck the Patriots graphics so y'all can sell the shirts. They fly off the shelf. Oh my God. Fuck my life. What would you guys want to buy? We are talking about merch stuff today too. So let me know if there are specific things that you guys would really want to see us selling. I think I, I've got a whole merch plan and whatnot. Yeah, I got a whole plan. Melissa Burns said, did you guys talk about Kobe yet? I'm late. Yeah, we did talk about Kobe, but if you have any other thoughts about it, be happy to, because we did get a little sidetracked. But of course we talked about him, paid our respects and talked about him being one of the greatest of all time because he absolutely was. It's incredible when you're that good at what you do. It's really, really unbelievable. Moody in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer says, I watched Promising Young Woman last night on your recommendation. Such a great, uncomfortable film. Moody, I'm so glad you liked it. It's so good, right? And yeah, it is uncomfortable as fuck. But you guys know I love cringe. Mark Jason Ali with that massive support. Yes, Mark says, Hi, Roxy. Hope you're doing well. And how are your grandparents? I wasn't born Christian, but I've always celebrated Christmas. It's not really a relig religious holiday anymore. You do you, your choice not to celebrate. Doesn't matter if you can't do a Mickey Mouse. We got you. Yeah, I really can't do a Mickey Mouse. Thank you for that. My grandparents are doing okay. I'm just really desperately trying to find a vaccination appointment for Grammy. And it's just not fucking working. And I'm trying and I'm trying. And it's just so frustrating. She's 93 years old. Why can't I get her fucking vaccinated? I'm seeing all these other people get vaccinated. And like, why is she not first in line? I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't mean her specifically, guys, because I'm not entitled enough to believe that my specific grandparent, but I mean people in their 90s. Why aren't they first in line? Very, very frustrating. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, keep getting in the Streamlabs before we get out of here. We have a couple more things to talk about, but we won't be here for very long because, like I said, I do have to get to that big world girl meeting. Woo, 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 woo. 
Joseph says they're vaccinating for him in Inglewood. I know. I try every every single day. I try to get an appointment there. Every single morning, 6 a.m., I try to get an appointment there. And I fucking can't. So frustrating. FK Twigs gave more details of the Shia LaBeouf abuse, and it was fucking hard to read. Trigger warning. I'm not showing any images, but trigger warning. There weren't images to show, but trigger warning for anybody who um, has a hard time talking about assault or abuse in relationships. This was really fucking hard. Um, I saw this article on Perez, and then I read the entire piece. And I know we've talked about this a little bit on this show, but there was kind of more updates as she went into it um, even more. And this, I will read this article from BuzzFeed as she's kind of broken down exactly what happened. Um, she was asked a lot about like why she didn't leave and the, and the details of the relationship. So she says, it's something in society that's a really big problem and it's really common. Uh, for some reason, we don't talk about it, though. The She detailed the grooming and pushing of my emotional and spiritual boundaries. Um, and then she said, being nice to a waiter, being polite to somebody that could be seen as me flirting or wanting to engage in some sort of relationship with somebody else. When I'm literally just ordering pasta, I was told that I knew what he was like. And if I loved him, I wouldn't look men in the eye. That was my reality for a good four months. LaBeouf also allegedly demanded a quota of instances for physical contact in the relationship. We talked about this a little bit before, but she went into detail. She said his previous partner apparently met this number very well. So I was inadequate compared to a previous partner of his. And I had to get the touches and the kisses correct, but I never knew what the number exactly was. And if she missed the quota, then she says LaBeouf would start an argument with me, berate me for hours and make me feel like the worst person ever. Um, after an incident where she says LaBeouf was basically strangling me at a gas station, Twigs called a helpline for abused women. Quote, her reaction to me was so serious. Somebody was talk uh, taking this so seriously and wants to get me somewhere safe. That's what really was a massive wake up call. That's the time when I realized that I need a lot of help to get out of this. Following the call, seeing a therapist help Twigs get to the point where she was able to leave for good. And, um, she then also said leaving the relationship genuinely felt impossible. I felt so controlled. I felt so confused. I felt so low beneath myself and the fear of leaving and knowing I had all this work to do to get back to just the feeling uh, to just feeling okay. It was completely overwhelming. People often ask the victim or survivor, why didn't you leave? Instead of asking the abuser, why are you holding someone hostage through abusive behavior? It's a fair question for you to ask me, but it puts a lot on me. It puts a lot on victims and survivors. I completely agree with that point. Why do not, why do we not ask the abuser that? in the same way that we ask the victims um, and the survivors kind of fucked up. She then said, all I can do is just think about myself when I'm 50 years old and I've got kids. I think about what I want to have stood for. This is something that was completely unexpected. I never thought something like this would happen to me when I'm older. If I have a daughter, I want to be able to say this thing happened to me and I dealt with it. It's a big thing to heal publicly and have to do it in front of everyone, but I can do it. I'm a big girl and I can do it. Um, in the other article I read, she also kind of, this, she also talked about the incident at the gas station in which she strangled her and how other people were watching and nobody stepped in to help. And that's when she really realized, like, nobody's going to believe me because people are watching this happen right now and nobody's even doing anything. So why would somebody fucking help me? Um, this is horrible. This is fucking horrible to read about and disgusting. And Shia LaBeouf is not saying that this didn't happen. This, these 
He's not denying the allegations or accusations, um, at least not to the extent of my knowledge at this point. And um, it seems like this, it seems like this is true. And if so, I'm, I don't know that I, you guys know, like Peter Butter Falcon is one of my favorite movies. And I love the directors and writers of that film. I think I'm going to have a really, really fucking time watch, hard time watching Shia LaBeouf on screen and not thinking about him strangling women. A really, really hard time. He's an incredible actor, but so many people are. And she also talked about how he wouldn't let her sleep at night so that she would be exhausted and not know exactly what to do. That he would wake her up a million times from the hours of four to seven in the morning and ask her why she was staring at the ceiling, thinking about leaving him and why he didn't, why she didn't love him. And one time when they were driving back home, and he tried and he told her that if he didn't, if she didn't say she loved him enough, that he was gonna um, uh, crash the car on purpose. Just so fucked up. There were so many story after story after story, months of of mental and physical abuse. Um, so uh, it just. I, it feels like this is a guy who had not done this to just one woman that probably has done this in all of the relationships he's been in. And this is incredibly disturbing. And he said he abuses, you know, he has talked about how he is abusing himself as well. And I think he's probably very troubled. I think he needs a lot of help. And I'm not saying that um, I don't want him to get that help because of course I do. But I also think that we need to protect people and anybody who is with him, it doesn't seem like is safe. So that was very, very disturbing. And I told you guys I'll give you an update. And so I did. I would say, how, what do you guys think? But I think we're probably all on the exact same page. So instead, I will just move on and go back into the Streamlabs. But if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, please let me know. Um, and yeah, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer, Cutter Hale. That just popped on my notifications that Godzilla versus Kong just got pushed back one week. That trailer was amazing. I've been waiting so long for this. Guess I'm waiting a little longer. Why did they push it back one week? Do they say why cutter? That's so bizarre. Keep us posted. Brandy in the Streamlabs. What's up, my girl, Brandy? Brandy says, I veto Jake's shirt idea, but I will buy a fuck Jake shirt. Hashtag facts. Hashtag fuck Jake. LOL. That's funny. Now that's funny. <laughs> okay. That's about all the time that we have for today, guys. Get in any last minute Streamlabs or Super Chats now before we get the fuck out of here. Curtis Mason says, I'm not defending him, but I wouldn't be surprised if this behavior was linked to his abusive childhood. I think it absolutely is linked. I think when you are abused, you are more likely to become an abuser. This we know. And I know you're not defending him. It's important to understand why people do the things they do, but also he's still doing those things. So that's fucking, that's fucking Wolf City. Wolf City. Wolf Wolf City. All right, wish us luck in the meeting today. I will be back here tomorrow live at the Roxy. And tomorrow night, you guys will be watching us give donuts a world. It's a very fun episode. I hope you are ready to watch a bunch of girls eat a bunch of donuts and talk about them. Um, I enjoyed doing it. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy watching it. And then afterwards, for our Patreon exclusively, we will be doing a live stream after the fact, talking about it and breaking down the episode. So that will be awesome as well um and then you guys know the deal i'm live every single day so i'll be back tomorrow we'll keep you posted about any of the new opportunities for the world girls that we come up with or any merch or anything like that uh okay <laughs> great ending rocks you really stuck the landing nailed that really fucking 
solid. How long have you been broadcasting for? Make your bed, put down the toilet seats and lids. I'll see you guys tomorrow live at the Roxley. <laughs>